stuff, um, like training videos. Uh, one of them had uh, what's his name House in it. Oh, really? Hugh Laurie. Hugh Laurie. Um, <laughs> Hugh Laurie. Like I bet you it's on YouTube. I'm gonna look it up. Was it? While you're looking it up, looking up like Wendy's, like the restaurant, their rap video. Have you ever seen that? No. That's One of their training videos had like Wendy's crew members rapping about like safety and shit. <laughs> it's utter insanity. That sounds wonderful. That sounds almost as pathetic as that uh, rap video that the Redskins made about uh, 25 years ago. They they made a rap video. Yeah. Oh my goodness. You never you this. never heard that? <laughs> it's probably a good thing that I didn't. I mean, I remember I know the Bears did one um the Super Bowl shuffle, oh, but then I was Oh, oh the the Bears was good. <laughs> the Bears was good. Yeah. <laughs> oh, let me tell you something. Uh what was even worse than the Redskins? Yeah. Seattle did one. Oh god. Seattle. Can you hear that barking? It's called the Blue Wave is on a roll. It was who's, horrible. Who's barking? The Blue Wave. The Blue Wave. Is that you, Kevin? Are you barking? Can you hear that? Yeah. I can see Kevin's lips. It doesn't look like they're moving. Can you hear the barking, though? Yes. Yes. Can we? Okay. Is there a way to? We, we are... <laughs> Mike's like, is there a way to take care of that? We just hear Kevin <laughs> loading a gun. Be right back. <laughs> oh, there's a way. <laughs> Be right back, guys. Oh. You know it. This episode, back. Old Yeller. <laughs> Episode 27, Old Yeller. You know, it's what you guys said, Old Yeller. What I heard in my head was the yearling. You know? <laughs> oh, my God. Same difference. Same difference, yeah. Jesus. All right, hang on. I got to tell everybody on the social media that we're doing a show. So. Hey, did I hear we're talking about Battlestar Galactica? We are talking that about... Is... No, we're, we're talking about something much more exciting. Much, much more that's, exciting. That, that's too bad. I was going to run and get my Battlestar Galactica uh, soundtrack. Are we talking like 1970s soundtrack, or are we oh, talking oh, like yeah. okay, like oh, the, yeah. the new one? Okay. Yeah, Los Angeles Philharmonic Orchestra. You know what's amazing about that show is that the reboot that they did, they came yes. out after it was over, and like the writers and the director and the producer all admitted that they had no idea what they were doing, and they were just making that shit up as they went along. There was no plan. They were just like, "Hey, what if we make this person a Cylon?" Well, sure. What the fuck? Why not? Like, and that's how it went. And it was, if you've seen the series, it's actually really, really good. But, like, it, it blew me away when I was finished watching it, and then I was, like, reading about how none of them had any idea what they were doing. They were just, like... Oh, yeah, they totally... Yeah, they were totally faking it. You know, same with Lost. You know, they were like, well, we kind of got a lot of... They've got... We got some bullet points that we want to hit, but we're not exactly sure how we're going to get there. And the same thing went with, with the Battlestar Galactica remake. Yeah, some of that shit with Galactica, though. I mean, I, all right. Colonel Ty was a Cylon. That was bullshit. <laughs> I, I got. It. I mean, I, I I wasn't buying into a lot of that, but I'm one. You know, in fact, I read something uh, when uh, the new one came out. They said if you're one of these people who's got an old Battlestar Galactica uniform hanging up in your closet, you're probably not going to like this one. And of course, I look in my closet and there's an old Battlestar Galactica uniform hanging up in there. The Dude, I saw I... one for sale recently. Oh no, kidding! Yeah, this yeah, wasn't. Yeah. I, I was a bridge officer. I had. I I made a blue one. So okay. I wasn't, I mean, today I would probably want to be a warrior, but I mean, a, uh, you know, pilot, pilot or whatever with one of the brown ones. But I was, 
you know, more into, you know, because I, I, you know, I was uh, Colonel Ty was, I mean, when Colonel Ty was black, I was black Colonel Ty. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, you know, so that that was that was another thing I wasn't too crazy about with this uh, reboot, because all of a sudden Colonel Ty was a white guy and they did that gender swap with Boomer and Starbuck. and Yeah, but Starbuck it, uh, was hot, dude. Come on. Well, I tell you, it actually, yeah, that, and was that was a situation. 70s version. That was a situation where it actually worked, though, with uh, Starbuck. That uh, even that crazy dynamic with Starbuck and Apollo, uh, and I, 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 how they made those names their call signs as opposed to their real names. I was like, eh, well, okay. But um, you know, I mean, I really liked the original Battlestar Galactica, and uh, but the new one actually was better. I mean, the story was better. Um, they got more into what they were doing. So uh, and and particularly. Some of the stuff with the Cylons, because having these three robots get in a ship, that didn't make any sense. Having the ship be its own, you know, autopiloting robot, that made sense. So, you know, there were some things that they corrected that uh, that were good. Right. The only reason I watched it was because I had a friend who uh, guilted me into it. You know, he was somebody who, uh, you know, I've known since high school. And he said, you know, I'd like to talk to one of my old friends about this show, but nobody watches it. But I'd really like to talk to one of my old friends about it. And I'm like, uh, dude. <laughs> that's, that's actually how Kevin got me to work for uh, Comics Online, too. I'd really like yeah. it if somebody would do all my podcasts for me. Huh? <laughs> yeah. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. Get into it, huh? You know it would be really great? Hey, Mike, I heard you like cheeseburgers. Son of a bitch. He learned my weakness. <laughs> Baconator Island. <laughs> Oh, hey, I, you know what? I just got back from Baconator Island, guys. Oh, that's right. I went yeah. to, I went to uh, well, not only did I go to, to California, but I but this this evening I stopped by Wendy's. Um, like, like, literally. That's a, that's a thing, by the way, Yuli. For, for, for Yuli and those people who have not watched our, or listened to our show, <laughs> Baconator Island is a thing. Yes, uh, it is on... The Comics Online Pirate Radio podcast. As a matter of fact, if you want to check it out, you can go to iTunes. You search Comics Online, which is one word, Pirate Radio, which is two separate words. So a total of three words, and you will see our podcast. And there's an episode called Baconator Island where we talk about all of the things that we would want to bring with us on a uh, desert island if we were stuck there. And we just ended up, like, it ended up devolving into a, uh, a couple of things. Well, we called it Baconator Island was the island that we were on. But then also, too... We said, well, what happens when you finish eating the sandwich? And I said, well, obviously, it's like a video game character, and it respawns. And we were like, mmm, endless sandwich. And that actually became the name of a food-based podcast that we're doing now, too. So, like, the the, end, the Baconator Island episode is the gift that keeps on giving. We just take, keep stealing mm -hmm. ideas from that one episode. I hope you all good. said that you would bring some women along to the island. <laughs> Shit, nope. that, was, that was the one thing we forgot. Oh, we forgot the women. That's that's why we're doomed. <laughs> we endlessly debated which nerd stuff to bring, but none of us were like ladies. <laughs> we were like video games, sandwiches, <laughs> books. Remind we even started. We started like movie, video game, album. That yeah. was like the and then yeah. the conversation is like, well, let's add some other categories: uh, sandwiches yeah. and comic books. And we never thought, lady. Hey, nope. let me let me ask John St. John. John St. John, what was the one thing that we forgot to add to our list of things we should bring to Baconator Island? Bitches. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> I, I knew there was something we forgot. Oh. John wouldn't have forgotten. Oh, no, he definitely would not have forgotten. Um, I think John brings the ladies. 
Yeah, he would have an answer, and most of them would probably be like, well, I did this character in this game, and I did this character in this, and something about Duke Nukem, and I'm an awesome, and then he would say something like this, you know, because... Mike Lunsford, balls of steel. I mean... Yeah, he does. Yeah, all right. Uh, I think so, we should. I think we should get started, guys. If you're ready, I have a sweet. Right. New, I have can, a sweet can, new can, intro. Now, and is this uh, episode three? Uh, this is going to be one of those awesome crossover episodes, just like they do on the CW, where all of their shows crossover. So this will be episode Hooray! three. Episode three of the Comics Online podcast. This will be episode like I don't know what we're on, like 65 or something like that of Pirate Radio. Um, <laughs> so we we you listen to this episode and then you finish it watching Supergirl next week. Yes, exactly. Right. Yes. Okay. And then watch we're the on Flash. The same page. Hey, and wh- then, why are you all reverbing, dude? That sounds really weird. We're reverbing? Well, yeah. Not you. Just Steve, I think. Skype people. Oh, you see? Yeah, oh. it's, it's Skype. Skype, for some reason, uh, weirds out um, uh, with uh, with this particular group. Here, I don't know why. Let's do this. And, like, in new and exciting directions every week. Yes. It's, yeah. kind of, it's like the Flash. He finds some way to fuck it up every single time. Um <laughs> Kevin, here's an idea, and we and mm. Eric and I have been playing with this idea. If you turn off your video, as much as we love seeing your beautiful face, uh, if you turn off your video, that might. Oh, I tried that before, and it and it had no effect. But I'm glad to turn it off for now. There we go. Let's try this. Um, We're gonna play the wait. intro. Wait, well, uh, oh yeah, yeah. Dog, okay, sorry. Dog go ahead. didn't like the video going off. He's barking again. Dog is very upset about the video. He loves seeing you. All right, so I, I'll I'll mute myself until you finish this up, and then I'll do the I'll I'll do the intro. Sorry. Well, thank you. I'm gonna play our musical intro, and then you get to introduce the show. You ready? I love that musical intro. Let's do it. Ah, this is a new Dang one it. too. I made this one just for you guys. You guys should be super. What's awesome. a new one? Yes, oh damn! A brand new one. Brand spanking new. You guys are <clears> get the, you're gonna be the first people that heard it, other than me, because you know I created it. So here we go. For everything geek pop culture, this is Comics Online, baby. This is called Pirate Radio. The Jedi were real. I used to wonder about that myself. Thought it was a bunch of mumbo jumbo. A magical power holding together good and evil, the dark side and the light. Crazy thing is, it's true. The Force, the Jedi, all of it. It's all true. I shouldn't have gone in there. That lightsaber was Luke's and his father's before him. And now it calls to you. Dear child, the belonging you seek is not behind you. It is ahead. The saber. Take it. I'm never touching that thing again. I don't want any part of this. (laughs) You're a monster. It's just us now. Han Solo can't save you. Traitor! That lightsaber, it belongs to me. Come get it. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to Comics Online Pirate Radio. But not only is it Comics Online Pirate Radio, it's also the Comics Online Podcast. And there's a guy 
He created this thing like, like 18 years ago or something like that. Actually, before the internet, he predated Al Gore's invention of the internet. His name is Kevin Goswan. He's going to introduce the Pirate Radio podcast smash-up thing that we're doing tonight. Indeed. Hello again, and welcome to the Comics Online Podcast, Season 17, Episode 3. I'm your host, Kevin Goswan, and with me today, as usual, is my co-host, Michael Lunsford. Hello, everybody. And back once again is our Comics Online Pirate Radio uh, co-host of, of many of our shows, Steve Monick. What's going on, everyone? And back again after not too long this time, thankfully, from all the way from the Fantastic Forum, we have Ulysses Campbell. Thank you very much, Kevin. I, I'm really glad to have you back. So this this week, this is uh, this is Mike and and Yuli's thing. They said, uh, "Hey, we want to talk Star Wars," and you know, naturally, I was like, "Well, hell yeah, let's do that." Because you know, every week we're giving you one of our podcasts, right? But every week is not necessarily the Comics Online podcast. You know, this this everything geek pop culture talking about. Uh, you know, fantasy and sci-fi, comics and and movies, and frankly, a hell of a lot of TV. Um, but uh, but hey, when I hear Star Wars, my ears perk up, and I say, "Let's do it." So uh, so we've got we've got two things coming up, right? Two big movies, um, the uh, the interstitial uh, movie, as well as Episode Eight. And so, uh, where are we going with this, guys? Mike? Really, what I wanted to talk about is all of us being the nerds that we are, especially Star Wars. God, me and Steve like could probably talk for days on end about Star Wars alone, and Yuli kind of falls into this category, and so do you, Kevin. We're all just so hyped about this movie. Like every Disney, after taking over Star Wars, has done a glorious job of managing their Star Wars because they get you hyped on a, on a promo. They're like, hey, check out this uh, preview that we got for... Uh, for uh, Rogue One, and you watch it, you're like, hey, that was pretty badass. And then as your interest starts to wane a little bit, you're like, oh, I haven't seen anything from Rogue One. They're like, oh, wait, we're reading your mind because we implanted Disney chips in your head years ago when you were kids and you didn't realize it. We know you want another one, so here's another one. And you're like, oh, shit, there's more stuff. Oh, my God. And, like, they, they know how to tease you perfectly so that you just get, like, psyched out of your mind for the next movie. And they just did that, too. They just released another trailer where there's more footage of Darth Vader. There's more, like, dialogue. There's more, like, I, like you see more of the story. You have to see, get to see Mads Mikkelsen this time, like, really. And you get to hear him speak instead of just seeing, like, a passing glance of him. Like, I am so psyched for Rogue One, I can't even begin to tell you. Like, I'm so excited about this movie. And that was the main reason why I wanted to talk about this tonight was because I know that you guys are just as excited as I am about this. But, like, for me... Star Wars is one of those things, like, a lot of people knocked The Force Awakens. They were like, well, it was derivative. It was just like the, it was just like A New Hope, and it was this and that and this and that. Like, first off, if you have to find fault with Star Wars, there's something really wrong with you. And you just need to shut up and enjoy it for what it is. Because, yeah, you know what? It was derivative. And there were a lot of things where you were just like, well, that's an obvious callback to this, and that's an obvious callback to that. Just shut the fuck up and enjoy the movie. This movie was so goddamn fun. It was an homage in all the best ways, according to me. It was. And not only that, too, I watched this movie, and when that title screen came up, I was giddy. I felt like a little kid again. And that's what it was all about. It was that nostalgia. It was remembering being a kid and seeing these movies. And, and for me, not getting to see the originals in the theater, but getting to watch them on VHS, it reminded me of all of those things. It reminded me 
of my childhood, of, the, of one of the things that I love the most. And if you've got a problem with that, then you, you've got way too much time on your hands if you have to sit there and pick apart what was wrong with The Force Awakens. I'm not saying it was a flawless movie. I'm not saying it was a perfect 10. I'm not saying it was Empire Strikes Back. But I am saying it was goddamn fun. And just just chill. And just enjoy the Star Wars ride as it, as it goes. Because we're going to get like 80 movies. And they're building a fucking theme park in Florida. And like it's just going to be awesome. Just stop trying to ruin this for me. Fucking just end the podcast right there. Mike, you just summed it up. Well, there's nothing left to say. Good night, everybody. <laughs> you guys have drank the Kool-Aid like crazy on this. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Yuli, I got an eight. I'm sitting here on this thing with a bunch of true believers. Oh. I don't, let, me, let, me, let me tell you, young fella, something. All right, go ahead. <laughs> right. Let me tell you now. Okay, so 1977, when Star Wars comes out. Never and, heard of it. Uh, I, was, I was 14 <laughs> years old, okay? So um, I didn't even see it right away. I'm asking people, what's all this for? The, may the force be with you. They're, oh, it's from that movie, you know? And it, it was like nothing I'd say. I mean, I'm seeing pictures, and I'm like, well, what? It's got a monster in it? And they're like, no, no, that's like the co-pilot of this freighter. And I'm like, what? You know? And, uh, you know, the stuff was all dirty and gritty. I mean, the future that I was accustomed to was clean and shiny. And, you know, like the ships yeah. looked like they did in the prequels. Now, um, Star Wars, excuse me. Episode four, A New Hope, which I will always call Star Wars because that's what it was, I, I think um, do, was yeah. uh, was a fabulous movie. In fact, I got really mad when Annie Hall beat it out for Best Picture at the Oscars that year. I was really pissed. Um, but uh, Empire Strikes Back. Um, now, this is the thing. Star Wars was the best of all of these movies. A lot of people will tell you it was Empire Strikes Back. It really isn't. Empire Strikes Back was a, it was a good movie, but it doesn't stand on its own. You know, when you're at the end of this movie and you're like, yay, they escaped. It's like, wait a minute. Yay, they escaped. And it, it, it's a cliffhanger. And I preferred Star Wars because you could watch Star Wars if you never watched another one of those movies, it was going to be just fine. You know, you got the picture. Um, you know, it was a fun, hopeful. I mean, Empire Strikes Back was really depressing. I mean, it was it was good. And I liked a lot of the stuff that happened. But, um, you know, what you said about, oh, just shut up and enjoy it. Now, I, I want to see a good movie, too. Now, Return okay. of the Jedi had a lot of elements that I was really very disappointed about. And in 1983, when that came out, you know, after the level of excitement that we got from Star Wars, um, you know, how that was all ratcheted up after Empire Strikes Back. Return of the Jedi absolutely dropped you on your face because it was a cheat, a lot of the stuff that happened. And, you know, they, it, the scene where, for example, Princess Leia finds out that she's Luke's sister. It's like, I know, somehow I've always known. We're calling bullshit in the theater. Like, what are you talking about? So, what? what, what? What? what was that kissing scene about before? Yeah. <laughs> if you always knew, you creep. That awkward, they're, that's, they're fine with that on Tatooine. That awkward boner <laughs> that he got when he was in the med bay and Empire Strikes Back when she kissed him. Like, come on. Like, really? Like, he was into it. You yeah. saw that look he gave Han. Yeah. Uh, yo, most definitely. You know, got a boner kissing his sister. It was really gross. But, um, <laughs> no, the, the – and, and then it return, return of the Jedi – there was some stuff where it there was I mean they just brought everything full circle in a lot of ways and yeah. it, it it didn't have the same creativity that you might have wanted. For example, in Star Wars, they're in the prison bay. 
And, uh, you know, Han is like, you go get her. I'll hold them off. And he's like, uh, we just had a minor weapons malfunction here. Uh, situation yeah. normal. And they didn't buy it. Well, in Return of the Jedi, the rebels have been routed and they're fleeing into the woods. We need uh, help to continue the search. You know, and it's, They bought it in that one. In, in Star Wars, you know, here's 3PO saying, well, I'm actually not much more than an interpreter and not really good at telling stories. And in Return of the Jedi, oh, he's got the whole freaking Ewok tribe wrapped, telling them a story about everything that's gone on. You well, know? They did think he I was mean, I, there was there was stuff like that that I just didn't appreciate where, you know, Lucas was he was jerking my chain. And I expect, frankly, not I expect no, I expected a lot more now. All right. So. This this latest one, uh, Force Awakens, yes, it was horribly derivative. Apparently, that was on purpose. Now, yeah. I wasn't as hard on it once I found out that Abrams did all that stuff on purpose. He felt that this reintroduction was needed. I personally don't happen to feel like it's needed, but um, I did have some very serious questions about some of the stuff that went on, uh, which I'm expecting to be answered in the second movie. So, yeah. uh, But I, I can't just... I can't just shut up and enjoy it because I've been there through this whole ride and I've got certain expectations based yeah. on my experience thus far. And I, I, I kind of miss George Lucas, even though a lot of people absolutely killed this guy yeah. after the prequels, which weren't that bad. OK, Phantom Menace. You take out Jar Jar Binks, and that's actually not too bad a movie. Hell, I understand you even redub Jar Jar Binks. There's supposed to be a version floating around on the internet uh, called the Phantom Reedit, where um, Jar Jar they put some alien language behind him, and he's all subtitles, and he's saying these uh, very wise and sage kind of things instead of being an idiot. So um, <laughs> you know, there's that. But with the exception of that, I thought um, you know the Attack of the Clones wasn't bad and revenge of the sith just absolutely ripped your heart out yeah. and left it on the floor of the theater yeah. you know so the the biggest but thing i've got a different too. perspective yeah and that's and and you know to, to steal a star wars you know quote it's all about you know different points of view uh, as obi-wan said with with us too and, and again i'm not taking a shot at you for your age okay but with steve and i for us these were the movies that we grew up on and for me, I wasn't born until 82, so I, I, I grew up on watching these as a child. So for me, your reaction to, oh, these are kind of cheesy, was how we felt when we watched The Phantom Menace. It was like, well, all right, we're, we finally get to see what happened. Well, this is kind of lame. So it, I, it's very cyclical, and I've noticed that too, that like a lot of Star Wars fans, because it's so generational, because there are people who grew up watching them as teenagers when they were coming out in the theaters – and now their kids are watching it in, you know, on VHS or on DVD, and then they're growing up with the, uh, with the uh, prequels in the theaters, and now the new one's coming out. Everybody kind of has the same perspective, but it's all, like, a step back. Like, yours is a little bit different than ours, and ours is a little bit different than, like, the kids. Because, like, I'll tell you, kids that are in the teen range that were growing up on the prequels and growing up on the Clone Wars show on Cartoon Network – love the prequels the prequels are really really highly rated by them they don't have an issue with them like a lot of the old star wars fans because those are the first star wars movies that a lot of them got to see or the first ones that they got to see in the theaters so it's that's what's kind of awesome about star wars too is that it means something a little bit different to every single generation but all of us love it and with phantom menace i, I think we are all disappointed a little bit with 
Attack of the Clones, like you said, it was better, but it was still missing something. And Re- Revenge of the Sith, yeah, it was good. There was a lot missing, and there was a lot that was kind of cheesy, and the dialogue was, was shit. But I think we all agreed that we were excited to see the, the saga continue with um, The Force Awakens. Now, yes, there were issues with it. I'm not saying it was flawless. There were things that I was like, really, this is what you're doing with it? But I totally agree. I think that the next movie is going to be the linchpin. Like, where are you going with this from now? And it's, it's almost impossible to do a movie like this and not have flaws with it. I think The Force Awakens did a very good job of setting itself apart but also being familiar enough to say, hey, this is definitely a Star Wars movie because look at all of these throwbacks. Like you said, Abrams meant to do. I mean, granted, maybe he didn't mean to do it, and now he's, like, covering his tracks. He's like, oh, yeah, yeah, I meant to do that the whole time. Ha, 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 Well, Mike, let me ask you something, though. Yeah. What about, and, and this is just me playing the devil's advocate for a moment, because I actually like this element to it. Yeah. But I'm curious what your take is. Mm-hmm. Um, excuse me, what about the level of pandering that has occurred with this movie and obviously with Rogue One, where um, in a lead role, and this was one of the criticisms with the original films, in the lead role you have a a woman, Uh, there's also a a minority character who's very prominently portrayed. And, um, you know, there was none of that in Star Wars. And, you know, Billy D, they kind of stuck in Empire Strikes <laughs> Back because it's like, oh shit, we need like a black guy in here. You know, let's, we need him. Totally redeem themselves. <laughs> I yeah. think that, that the pandering thing, like, it doesn't bother me. And the reason why is because it, it doesn't seem forced like Jar Jar did. Jar Jar seemed forced. They were like, well, shit, we got to throw something in here that's funny. Let him say a bunch of goofy sh- shit and have a borderline racist accent. Like, it... There was a lot of things in that one that was just like, even as a kid, I want to say it was like in high school when that came out. Watching that, I was like, this is this is so cheesy. You can tell what he's trying to do. Lucas is trying to do the same thing that he's always done where he's trying to appeal to the kids and be like, oh, look at this funny guy who's doing silly things. And, oh, he's a hero too. It's – I don't think this is as bad. I understand what you're saying. Oh, a minority character. Oh, a black guy who's a main character. Cool. You know, mix it up. This is a big fucking galaxy, and only to have white people with British accents gets kind of old after a while. (laughs) And for those people who were like, oh, well, she was just a Mary Sue, or oh, look, now they're doing Rogue One, and she's a female character too. Who cares? So what? It should, it's, is it really that bad? I mean, they're not forcing it down our throats. They're still telling a good story overall with, I mean, again, I think it's, it's been good so far, but I'm also... I'm kind of wearing the rose-colored glasses with this, too. I was just so excited that they did a new Star Wars movie, and it looked cool, and the story was sort of kind of neat. You had a, an interesting bad guy that's not just cut, like, clear-cut. Oh, oh, he's definitely bad. Oh, no, he's definitely bad. But now that I'm thinking about it, like, they kind of did the same thing with Vader, too, didn't they? As Vader was like, oh, he's definitely a bad guy in the first one, and then the second one, you're like, there was this big reveal. You were like, oh, shit, well, this changes everything, and then Return of the Jedi, he's redeemed. It's kind of like they forced all of that onto Kylo Ren in the first step. Wow, damn, now you're making me change my mind. Well, and that sort of makes you question the nature yeah. of, uh, of evil in the first place. I was reminded just recently that uh, most evil characters, uh, if they are well-conceived, they don't see themselves as the villain. In fact, a lot of the time, they see themselves as actually being the hero of the story. Yeah, like and I think hero. that holds true with uh, with Kylo Ren. Now, my issue with Kylo Ren was his name. I'm like, why'd they name him Ben? I mean, I, that just didn't make any sense to yeah. me. 
I would have thought Anakin or, you know, I mean, something about Ben. I mean, Ben was kind of his alias. I mean, it's a, if you're going to name him anything, name him Obi-Wan. I mean, well, plus Ben's like Bale, an Obi-Wan you know, didn't mean as much to, to Han and Leia as they did to Luke. Like, you imagine Luke's kid being named Ben makes sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that is a really good point. And, like, for all of us EU fans, and Steve, I know you're a big uh, Star Wars EU fan, um, tell us a little bit about about Ben Skywalker and, like, kind of the, the tie-ins that Kylo Ren had to some well, of these EU really, characters that they did. Well, really, he didn't even um, mirror Ben so much as he... I think they're taking more from Jason Solo. Yeah. Jason and Jaina were Leia and Han's twins. Um, they were part of the New Jedi Order, uh, trained by Luke. Um, and what ended up happening is Jason gets corrupted by this ancient kind of Sith force. There's like this ghost and there's this Sith force out there. And I, I don't want to get too much into it, but, but basically they're really stealing a lot from that where there's this old weird Sith guy and he is taking the student that Luke taught how to use the force and, and, and use his latent abilities and everything and take him away from that element and say, like, mm, maybe do it my way. And Jason ends up turning, killing their younger brother, Anakin. And then Jaina and he uh, Jason starts calling himself Darth Cadus. Uh, and he has to fight his twin sister, Jaina, who she eventually ends up killing him. So there's a lot of people. That's why they think uh, Ray and, and Kylo are related in some way yeah. because they're pulling so much from the Jason and Jaina storylines. They're thinking they got to be related in some way. Maybe they're not going to be twins, but maybe yeah. they're cousins or something like that. There's also been talk too, and, and Abrams has admitted this too, that he's, a, I mean, he's a huge star Wars fan as he's admitted multiple times that a lot he of like star Wars way more than he does star Trek. Which, let me tell you. That's another, thing. that's why he made yeah. star Trek like star Wars. Yeah. Fucking jerk off. We'll talk about that in a minute. Like, <laughs> um, but, there's also he's also said that um, the character of um, of Malak, no, not Malak. I'm sorry, Revan, Darth Revan, from uh, Star Wars: uh, Knights of the Old Republic. That Kylo Ren is is not stolen from that, but a, a lot of in, inspiration came from that character too, which leads you to believe because there was a, there was a scene in um, Force Awakens where Kylo Ren is sitting there and he's like, I can feel the tug of the light. And it's he's got this whole dark side light side thing going on, and that's very reminiscent of Revan. Revan was the same thing. He was a Jedi originally, went dark, then turned back. And there's a lot of people thinking that, and this is one of my favorite conspiracy theories, is that this whole thing, like him being uh, Kylo Ren, is all a setup. It's like the movie uh, The Departed, that he's playing an undercover operative to get inside and infiltrate the Sith and then destroy them from the inside. That at the end, he's going to turn on them, and it's going to turn out that it was all part of the plan. Now, killing Which your own dad— Which episode did we talk about that on? That was—we did a conspiracy theory episode, um, or fan theory episode, um, on Comics Online Pirate Radio— that's right. I'll have to check and see which one it was. But yeah, we talked about the fan theory. Um, all I remember is that the day, that was the day that I, I got sick to my stomach and I had to run to the bathroom. So. <laughs> we mocked you mercilessly. Yeah, it was. <laughs> it was a rough day. It was a rough day. Um, but like, Steve, give me a little perspective on this because when we talk about this, we always my Empire is always my favorite. That's the one that I always go to. Yuli, you said that your favorite was uh, the original Star was Star Wars. Um, Steve, yours is Return of the Jedi. 
Right. And I think that goes back to what you were talking about before being generationally, uh, yeah. generationally, if I could spit it out. Yeah. Um, because Ulysses, you were literally, if you were 14 and 77, you were literally the same age as my mom. Um, so thanks, thanks for that. She has, she has the same perspective <laughs> as you. We'll put it that way. Um, you guys saw it in the theater. You had to wait between them. You got to mull over each movie. When I was a kid, my mom was like, I think you're old enough to watch these. And I watched all three of them in the same day. Yeah. Like, boom, yeah. boom, boom. Yeah. And in so fact, for me, we, we knew that was going to happen. Yeah. Hey, just just to interject this, I don't mean to interrupt you, but um, <laughs> remind me to tell you guys how happy we were to have the Star Wars Christmas special when it came out. Oh, we talked about that. Yeah, we got to talk about that. Yeah. Dude, life day is tomorrow. My birthday. <laughs> I was literally born to be a Star Wars fan. <laughs> oh, God. I just picture it up. I just picture your parents planning that out. Like, just All right. He'll be yep. born on this day. It'll be great. Oh, but I'm man. sorry, you were saying. No, I'm glad you brought up the holiday special. In fact, yeah. I don't want to talk about anything else now. Oh, Jesus Christ. Uh, no, <laughs> but what I was saying is, like, when you watch all three of them, yeah. the some of the minutia goes away yeah. because you're not watching the first one and talking about it with your friends and just focusing on that one. And then Empire comes out a couple years, three years later. Yeah. And you're just talking about that one and getting immersed in the story of that one and talking about the cliffhangers and all that stuff. Yeah. When you're a kid and you watch all of them, you like the last one the most when you're, you know, seven years old or whatever. Because, A, yeah, Ewoks are fucking awesome when you're a little kid because it's a little army of teddy bears murdering people. It's awesome. Yeah. Um, and then you're also enjoying the resolution yes. because if you watch all three of them, then you literally get that three act arc that each movie represents. Yeah. Hmm. Whereas when you watch each movie individually and you have a big gap between them, then you see the three act arc in each movie. Hmm. So I always liked resolution. I, I tend to like the third one and that's just me personally when you're looking at a trilogy yeah. and when you watch all of them together at the age I was Jedi is naturally going to be my favorite. Plus green's my favorite color and Luke had a green lightsaber. So there you go. <laughs> Well, also, too, I mean, you raise a really, really good point with that, too, is, again, we were kids when we watched these movies. And it's it's not a shot at, at kids in general, but kids do, for the most part, like a pretty simplistic storyline where good guys win. And it's not like a – they don't want gritty reboots. They don't want dark, twisted antiheroes. They want, like – Here's the bad guy. The bad guy's shocking the good guy. Oh, wait. the good. I want know. Luke fighting a fucking rancor. Yeah, exactly. Like, that's it, it's simple. Good guy versus monster. Good guy wins. And as we get older, we want more complex. We want more uh, nuance to our stories. And that's why I think a lot of, again, us, why we hated the, the prequels for the most part. Um, but little kids liked it. So it's, it's that whole big picture thing. But also, too... We love doing this. Um, we talked about this. Remember when we talked about this with Back to the Future 3? How Back to the Future 3 got like tied up in a nice tidy bow and it was kind of lame. I kind of want to do that with, uh, and we kind of rewrote it. We were like, well, what if they did this? I kind of want to do that with Return of the Jedi. Because I really liked Jedi a lot. I thought it had a great, overall, it was a good story. There were parts of it that were kind of lame. But the, the ending did seem kind of forced. It was like, hey, everybody's happy. Everybody wins. They're singing and dancing. They're having a barbecue. They're possibly eating um, dead stormtroopers, but we're not going to go into that. That's my favorite theory ever. Yeah, it's that the Ewoks are cannibals. Yeah. <laughs> but we're not going to talk about that because they already tried to eat Han and, and Leia and uh, and Luke. That's, 
That's yeah. absolutely true. Yeah, <laughs> they did. And then you just you only see armor. They're playing the drums yeah. on the helmets. You yeah. don't see the stormtrooper bodies at all. That's because yeah. they just ate them. Yeah, and I think that the, like the chicken. Yeah, the rebels just kind of let it go. They were like, ah, let them have this one. You know, like if they're eating them, they're not eating us. Hey, there you go. Exactly. Yeah, it's like that old joke. You know, how fast do you have to be to to outrun a bear? You know, just faster than the slowest guy, kind of thing. Like, yeah, yeah. Hey, here you go, guys. Have a smorgasbord. Um. There was originally the plan, and this is and this is really this really got me too. And part of the reason why I wanted to bring this up is I loved the idea behind uh, when the original trilogy came out. And Yuli, you were part of this, and we've talked about this before. And Kevin, um, I know you're kind of quiet right now, but you've talked about this before too. That in between the movies, everybody talked about what they thought was going to happen next, and what they thought was really going to happen. Oh, this is you know this guy's going to be this guy, and this guy's going to defeat this person. And it turns out that Darth Vader is actually a robot, and there's an army of clones of him, or something like that. Uh, and the Clone Wars that they talk about, it's actually they clone Jedi, and Obi Wan is a designation; it's not a name. He was a clone of a Jedi, and all of these awesome theories out there. But like I've seen some theories out there with Return of the Jedi that the original ending was supposed to be much darker, and that Luke was supposed to basically just like walk off into the sunset and not see anybody ever again. Like, after he defeats Vader, he's so, like, crushed by the whole thing, and he's just like, that was fucked up. I had to, you know, slice my dad's arm off, and then he saves me from being electrocuted by some crusty old man, and I'm just going to go off into space somewhere and just be by myself. But very, like, old Western, old samurai movie style where he just, like, walks off in the distance. But also that Han Solo was supposed to die. And there's an interview out there floating around, and you can find it. It's of Harrison Ford on the David Letterman show. And it's right after Return of the Jedi came out, but Blade Runner had just come out too. And he was there to do an interview for Blade Runner. He was doing press for it. And Letterman, being the nerd that he is, was like, oh, i got to talk to you about Return of the Jedi. And Harrison Ford is visibly pissed. Spot on Letterman, by the way. Thank you. Thank you. Um, Harrison, <laughs> Ford, Harrison Ford is visibly pissed. You can tell he doesn't want to talk about it because he wanted Han Solo's character to die. Because he felt it was the perfect arc, you know, he was the scoundrel in the beginning. You know, he sacrifices himself in the, um, or like, it falls in love with Leia, and then in the end, sacrifices himself for all all of his friends, showing that he is a redeemable character. But Lucas wouldn't have it, and that's part of the reason why in Force Awakens, um, Harrison Ford was like, "You have to kill me, seriously. I'm not fucking with you. Kill me, like stab me with. Some, I don't care. I'm not doing another one of these goddamn Star Wars movies." He's, <laughs> he's been on record. I got a fifth Indiana Jones to make. Yeah, I got more shit to do. <laughs> I'm doing a Blade Runner sequel 30 years after it came out. Um, yeah, like he's been he's been on record saying that he wanted Han Solo to die. So like, I think that that movie is rife to be changed and altered and adjusted. Um, because I mean, what else could you have done instead of Ewoks uh, on on Endor? I mean, really, you could have done anything other than teddy bears. Well, it was supposed to have been Wookies yeah, originally. Yeah, they're but, supposed to be on Kashyyyk. Yeah. Yeah, because he wanted Lucas wanted uh, these primitive people uh, to be fighting the technologically superior forces of the Empire, and it started out as the Wookies, but then over the trilogy, over the first trilogy, the Wookies had developed into obviously a very sophisticated and uh, technical culture, and so they weren't suitable as these primitives any longer, and so he had to come up with something else. But the Ewoks were much cuter. Yeah. Now, Steve, let me ask you something because you said that you like uh, Return of the Jedi uh, best of the of the films. Um, and, now, and I will admit right up front, about ninety percent of that reason is nostalgia based. Okay, well that's fine, I, and I'm not going to question you on that. You know, because 
you didn't say that you think it's the best of the films. What you said was you liked it the best. And Correct. I appreciate, you know, people who can make a distinction like that. There's a lot of stuff that I like that totally sucks, but I like it. You know, it's like so. <laughs> yeah. what I say is, yeah, I like this, not that, oh, this is so great. But what I'm curious about, um, is it the theatrical release that you like or the remastered version? Oh, it's absolutely the remastered because I needed a musical number in Jabba's Palace. Uh, the movie was missing that. I knew there was a hole when I watched it as a kid. And then when the remat No, I'm just kidding. Um, but I did... Like, I don't know. You know what this you know what this uh, movie needs? It needs it needs more snice noodles. That's what it needs. Yeah. We need more yeah. snice noodles. I was like that that ridiculous blue piano playing elephant thing. <laughs> I wanna see that do like a like an extended piano solo. Put that in there somewhere. <laughs> Well, what I was actually uh, curious about was the the final number, uh, you know, when the stormtroopers are getting roasted somewhere and people are dancing and singing and all that, because they fixed it up in the remastered hated, ones. You see, I hated um, that. I absolutely. Yeah. Oh, hated oh, you that. didn't like that they put Jar Jar back in the original trilogy? No, no, fuck that. No, like, but what else I hated too was the fact that they changed the musical number because the original musical number was fun. That's what I was getting at. Yeah. Nub nub. Nub nub. Yep. Yeah. No, see, because that that was a total improvement over the original. Nub nub was yeah. like nah. You know, it's like that that new age kind of thing. Yeah. That was just so much better. You know. But yeah. I was curious about what's so now I know you like nub nub. Yes. <laughs> Steve, what about I obviously, you? I do. Mike likes nub nub. Yes. Thank you for bringing that up. <laughs> you son of that's, a. That's bitch. the name of this episode, by the way. No, Mike, Mike likes, likes nub nub. <laughs> Uh, I hate you. Oh, uh, no. No, God! Oh, that that's was the kind of title that's better if you don't even listen to the episode and let your mind wander. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Very true. Um, what is Nub Nub, and why does Mike like it so much? I will say, I will say this, though. You didn't have to do a new New Age musical piece. You very easily could have just played, like, the fanfare, the Star Wars fanfare. You could have played the, the, um, the Skywalker theme and just shown all of those clips of, like, all of the... Uh, various planets being free and, and celebrating the uh, the overthrow of Palpatine, but like again, they went into like this like Yanni esque like it was like Yanni mixed with Kenny G, like musical yeah. number that they did for the end of it. I didn't I didn't get it. And like just in general, George Lucas having to remaster his stuff, cleaning up the prints that's cool. Like cha- like yeah. updating the the saber effects and like the blaster effects and like doing some of that stuff was fine. But the Greedo shit. Having Greedo shoot first—that oh, was ridiculous. Oh God! And then no one's going to argue with the technical side. No. Yeah. And like we we honestly, have Blu-ray and stuff now. Yeah. You're going to need to clean it up and make it look nice. No one gives never, a shit about the technical side. They should have never it's included the that scene plot with Jabba. related yeah. and the scenes that they added. And that well, scene with okay. Jabba never should have been included because if you don't include him in the original, if you don't include him in Star Wars, then all we hear is his name. And that builds the, the, the suspense. You're like, oh, so what ominous. the hell is this? Yeah, exactly. And then you see this big giant space slug instead of this weird well, digitally mastered bullshit that was floating around in the, the hangar bay. Well, but you know you know what that was, right? I mean, there was a guy. Jabba was a guy yeah. originally. In like a big furry a jacket. Yes, exactly. He looked like King Henry VIII or something. <laughs> yeah. Some asshole. He had a turkey leg in his head. Yeah, it was jacked up. I mean, so they, they didn't, and they, they put the slug over the guy yeah. in those scenes that they had shot, which was totally terrible. No, the reason that uh, a lot of that stuff was remastered was the technology didn't exist 
when they made the first one to do what Lucas had envisioned. And that was why he started when he did, because, you know, he, he had the he had the rough outline of this whole thing. And um, apparently it was nine films. And, uh, you know, he looked at it all and he said, OK, well, technologically, what I can do is the fourth one. So, um, you know, I mean, I guess I, one of the things I was excited about when I heard about it was, wait a minute, there were like an army of these guys with these laser swords and they were running around the galaxy. Oh, I want to see that, which was part of the reason that I really liked Attack of the Clones, because yeah. in that scene in the arena where like a hundred lightsabers ignite and these guys come running out. And I was like, yeah, I was just I was I was screaming. I thought that was the greatest thing I ever saw. Yeah. But um, yeah, so Lucas had to fix all that stuff up. Because, you know, I mean, some of those scenes like where the stormtroopers land on the planet searching for the escape pod and the guy's like, look, sir, droids, you know, they had like props standing in the background. They wanted to have the big lizard things they were riding on moving and, you know, stuff like that. So they were they were I mean, now now the plot elements, because Greedo shooting first was ridiculous. The whole reason Han had to kill him was because he was he, the guy had the drop on him. It's like, if I don't kill him, I'm dead. If Greedo gets a shot off, Han is dead. Yeah. And at, from that range, at that angle, I mean, that was like the magic blaster bolt. I mean, there's no way Greedo could have missed him. So well, how badass when you're a kid and you're watching that he shoots Greedo and then just flips the dude. Sorry for the mess. Yeah. You're like, this guy's fucking awesome. Like yeah. what more do you need to know? Nailed it. Yeah. Yeah. Like he, yeah. yeah, that's, but also too, like with all, with all of this though, um, that's, what's great about star Wars is we all have our own interpretation of it. We all have the things that we love about it, but also too, part of us can kind of understand where Lucas was coming from where we get mad and we're like, well, why did he do this? Why did he do that? when he has something like this that he loves so much and then the technology to be able to do the thing that he had in his brain 25 years ago before it was technologically feasible and he's like well wait you know what i could go back and it's almost the 25th anniversary i could re-release him in theaters i could do a bunch of cool shit like i can ha i can actually show that that crazy snow monster thing in uh, on hoth that tried to eat luke like i can show it instead of just like a puppet like it, yeah, yeah, exactly. The Wampa Snowbees, man. Like, and that I love. I thought the, the the tweaks that he did in Empire were probably the best. It was subtle. There were little things that he did, but that was probably the best one because he didn't overhaul the whole thing. Yeah, Kenner, especially showing windows in Cloud City yeah. where you can see out. That yeah. was that that was a masterstroke. Yeah, it really, it really, truly. Was. I'd agree with that sentiment one hundred percent. But I have to do it like ninety percent. Because clearly some of it was a cash grab because he tried to do the whole 3D upgrade and re-release all of them in theaters again doing 3D. Yeah. Yes, I paid money to see a ticket to see Phantom Menace in theaters again as a 3D because I wanted to see the original trilogy 3D. Yeah, yeah. And I was so pissed because they just did the one and it was the worst one. You know, the funny thing is, though, he didn't really need the money. Um, no. The There were projections that were performed after Star Wars came out. And even with no additional films, they could have continued to sell merchandise for like 25 years yeah. off of that first film alone. Yeah. And um, Lucas was he, he was revolutionary in terms of some of the deals he made. Um, the deal that he made uh, with the studio was that he got the merchandising money. And nobody had done anything like that before. And so he was, I mean, that's how you could, that's how he could afford to sell to Disney and then give $4 billion to like education or something. But, um, you know, more importantly, 
Uh, we're, we're all going apeshit over this thing. But think about it for a second. He wanted to remake Flash Gordon. If he's successful in getting the rights to Flash Gordon, we're not having this conversation right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, he had to do this because he wanted to do a space thing. He couldn't get the rights to Flash Gordon. It's like, oh, crap. I guess I'm going to have to make my own. You know, they were having so, this nerdy conversation. So did you like the crappy 70s version or did you like the 80s one with uh, Queen and all that stuff? Which which Flash Gordon did you like more? Wait, you mean this one? Uh, all right, wait a minute. I, I, go I, I knew the Sam Jones one is the only one. There's another Flash Gordon. No, no, no. I'm saying if he got the rights oh. then the conversation we're having is which Flash Gordon was better. We would <laughs> Maybe we are, maybe we're not. Gordon's alive? Because they probably don't make that Sam J. Jones one uh, if he's done that. Oh, man. Ta Yuli, you've seen the movie Ted, right? Yes. Where, you wanna, that is, okay, that is the best cameo ever. The fact that Flash Gordon shows up and he looks at Ted and he looks at Marky Mark and he's like, so, uh, you guys party? And like, oh, my God. That was... <laughs> Well, the fact that the teddy bear called Marky Mark and is like, dude, yeah. Flash Gordon is here right now. you got to come here right now. you got to show up, Mark. Marky Mark. you got to show up. I like that that's what we call him. We just call him Marky Mark. <laughs> well, actually, oh I'm kind of fond of the original Buster Crab cereal, which if you haven't seen, it's definitely worth seeing. Now, I mean, I understand it's like 1930s and, you know, rockets on strings and, you know, but there is a certain purity to all of that and uh, an innocence to it and particularly buck rogers which buster crab also starred in so you know it, it, they they have their place in sci-fi lore yeah yeah agreed um it's kind of like the beatles you don't necessarily have to like them but you have to appreciate what they did for the music you like now that they they kind of and sometimes going back and yeah. watching it brings something out for the stuff you already like now yeah let's um Let's talk a little bit about um, the new one that's coming out because we've talked about all the all the all the ones that have laid the groundwork for the fabulousness that is Star Wars. Let's talk about Rogue One because I am I'm very excited about this movie, not because I'm drinking the Star Wars Kool Aid as Yuli mentioned earlier, <laughs> um, which I probably if they sold Star Wars Kool Aid I would drink it in a Star Wars mug <laughs> while wearing a Chewbacca Jawa hat. Juice. You wouldn't Ch even yeah. put sugar in that ballpark. Hell <laughs> no, I would not. I would. Lightsaber in hand, just like ready to go. Like, let's do this. Let's drink some Star Wars juice. Um, I'm just excited about this because we're getting to see different characters. We're getting to see non-mainline characters with a story that we already kind of know. Like they're, it's kind of prequel-esque in a way where they're saying, "All right, so this is you know what's going to happen, so you know where this is leading." But now we get to see a whole new aspect of it, and. Mads Mikkelsen, first off, like, he could do anything because he's got that awesome voice. Like, I love him in Hannibal. Um, I loved him as the bad guy in Doctor Strange. Um, I think this is just – and, like, the Lashif was his name in, uh, in uh, Bond. Casino right? Royale. Yeah, in Casino yeah, Royale. Excellent. Yeah. Like, he just makes a good bad guy, but he's not going to be a bad guy this time. So I'm, I'm really interested in that. I'm interested in seeing um, what the deal with this blind dude is who sounds kind of like a Jedi, but he doesn't have a lightsaber. So I'm kind of interested what's up with this guy. Um, and then we get Forrest Whitaker giving us his lazy eye the whole time. So I'm excited about all of this. I think this is just going to be a good movie overall. I Part of me wonders if people are not going to accept this, though, because they're going to say, well, 
it was so forced because we knew it was going to happen, and all of it was just you to pay in tribute to to Vader. So and that like, was kind of that, that's going to be kind of kid, my right? question, Mike. <laughs> yeah. As a, as someone who's anticipating it, and yes. this can go for any of the three of you. Yeah. What when you go and watch this movie, yeah. and two hours later when it's over, yeah. What would you have seen that could have fucked it up for you? Like what 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 would have to happen in the movie for you to watch and go? I really wish they didn't do that. I, it's not fair to ask me. So what I'm gonna and the reason why I say that is because it would have to be a lot. It would have to be a musical number with on Tatooine with uh, the band from jo- from, from Jabba's Palace. Oh come Palace. on, let me let me no, tell you something, yeah. Mike. Go ahead. That would fuck it up for you. <laughs> no, I'd I'd probably be still be okay. Like, with I wish it. they hadn't had that musical number with the. Have band. you seen the holiday special? <laughs> it's basically one big yeah. musical number. I, you know what I have? It's amazing. I, we were damn happy to have it at the time. And we liked it. We loved it. Um, I. The B. Arthur scene is unreal. Oh god. We were damn happy to have it. That's at the two time. weeks in a row. That's two weeks in a row that we've brought up B. Arthur on this show. That's kind of scary. That's our new thing. Oh god. If we don't make a B. Arthur reference, then we're in trouble. Um, I don't really think that you can fuck this movie up. I think that. I agree. Disney has shown. Because honestly, think of a recent Disney movie in the last 15 years that they've really fucked up. The closest one you can come to is The Lone Ranger, which if you watch The Lone Ranger, it's about... Buddy, it's about Pirates of the Caribbean 3. Yeah, that one was pretty bad, but it was still pretty awesome. There were there were cool parts about it. Like when she turns into giant um, Callisto, and then she... Um, she turns into giant Callisto, and then she... Um, like turns into crabs. I thought that was kind of stupid and it was kind of funny, but like other than that, like overall, it was it was pretty entertaining. Um, Yulia, I think we just lost Steve um, on Skype. He'll be dialing back in, in just a second here. Um, I'm here. Oh, you are. Okay. Uh, my computer decided to restart, so I'm on my phone now. Hooray! Whoa. We didn't lose you. Um, Guy who knows how to work this technology. But I love it. <laughs> start, that was a throwback to I was supposed to be on Yulia's show. Um, and he couldn't remember his Skype password, so yeah. So <laughs> been there. You deserve. By, yeah, yeah. You deserve this one. <laughs> you son of a bitch. Um, in in joking though, of course, I don't really mean that. Um, but I'll tell you, I I, I posed that question yeah. with the motive of giving my own answer. Okay. Um, <laughs> I asked the question me, so I could answer it myself. <laughs> exactly. I don't really. I wasn't even listening to what you people were talking about. Um, the the what I decided in my brain. <laughs> what would kind of ruin it for me is if during the course of the movie, we find out that the main character is secretly a Jedi or secretly has force powers. Like they've been kind of touting this movie as like, this is the rebellion before any of the force or Jedi or any of this shit got involved. And like the struggles that they had and everything like that, like that's the whole crux of the movie. And I want to see a movie set in the star Wars universe that isn't really super force or Jedi heavy. Like I, 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 I want to see yeah. this whole army of the rebellion just get fucked up by Darth Vader, like the one guy who can apparently use the Force at the time, and they just don't have an answer for it, you can know. I, and it, it does seem kind of hopeless. So that when we get to Episode Four, we have a new hope, you know. So I, I kind of feel that would kind of fuck it up for me if they're like, oh yeah, but she's like super Force sensitive, by the way. I see what you're saying, but as somebody who is a a Jedi fanboy, I guess, would be the way to describe me. Because when I was a kid, that's what I wanted to be. I wanted to be a fucking Jedi. I was like, I want a lightsaber. I want to use the Force. So I love all of the Jedi stuff. I, I always have. 
I'm still excited about this movie, even if they don't do Jedi. And I could see what you're saying. If they make her force sensitive, that's fine. But at the same time, too, I don't want her to be a Jedi. She can't be because we're, that means that she dies ultimately because we don't see her in any of the other ones unless they stick her on some planet and we never see her again. Um, I just I, I don't see how that this is the problem and they and they've done this with Star Wars before. They did this with um, Shadows of the Empire. You create an entire character that's awesome and, and amazing, and people get excited about it, but you know good and goddamn well that that guy is gonna die before this sh- uh, this episode is over. Are you talking about Prince Shizor? Yes, I'm talking about Prince. No, I'm talking about Dash Rendar, like who had his you own. Son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> but like, you know that none of these guys are gonna be around anymore, except for Mon Mothma. She's gonna be around, but like, I'm just wondering how they're gonna be able to pull this off and not make everybody kind of say, oh, well, okay, this was this was kind of lame. We knew everybody was going to die anyways. I still think it's going to be awesome, but how are you going to pull this off? Well, all they got to do is basically, like, throw some shit up on the wall. You know, it doesn't really <laughs> matter what they do. It's going to make a shitload of money, yeah. and they can, make, <laughs> they can do whatever they want. Now, from the looks of it, it does look like it's going to be a good film which I think is is a, is a big plus. Um, I think that the stakes are not really necessarily high because, like I said, I mean, it's making a Star Wars film is a license to print money. Um, hell, they made damn near the whole $4 billion back off of that first one. Yeah, you know? that's true. So, um, and this is just the second one, though. And because it doesn't have, well, I guess with the exception of uh, Darth Vader, uh, you know, there aren't going to be a characters that you recognize. Um, you know, they there's... I guess a little less risk on their part, but I don't think there's anything they can do to fuck this up. I mean, and, and even, all right, God help us. Let's say, you know, it's got the musical number you're talking about. Um, you know, there's like clones of Jar Jar Binks that everybody is walking around with. Everybody's got their personal Jar Jar Binks clone, whatever. <laughs> you know, I mean, you know, you're, you're still ready for this sequel to The Force Awakens where they're not going to have all this. I mean, basically, there's nothing you can do where people are going to say, oh, Rogue One sucks so bad. I'm not going to see the sequel to Force Awakens. Not going to happen. So you guys, that's well put. That's well put. I guess I probably didn't pose the question correctly. I don't mean fuck it up like to the point where you're like, I'm done with Star Wars forever. I just, I guess I mean like (laughs) what would have to happen in the movie where you went in with a certain expectation and a certain excitement level and it didn't meet that. That's probably a better way to phrase it. And for me, the galaxy that the Star Wars universe is in is so huge and there's so many different like aliens and races and wars and conflicts and all this different stuff you can do it doesn't always for me have to go back to the jedi and i agree with you mike jedi are yeah. fucking awesome like there's nothing cooler in this universe as a weapon than a lightsaber yeah and mm-hmm. watching them like flip around and use their force powers and stuff i mean it doesn't get better than that but we already have seven movies including that that's like true. let's have this eighth one that's yeah. in the same universe and seeing some other people and seeing this other corner that we haven't seen yet and that's i guess the expectation i have going in so if it if it just goes back to that same old formula of like oh yeah she's good at all this stuff because she's got the the midichlorian bugs in her then like i you know it's not going to be as as good as it could have been in my eyes she's got that magic space std yeah yeah she's got the space std i'm just saying see you had to bring up the midichlorians that was the i'd almost forgotten about them that was the other thing about phantom menace never forget if we've got this music midichlorians I'm thinking like, if, we oh, have, no. if we have a dance scene in Rogue One that's just this music playing over and over again. 
Is that going to mess up? I was hoping you were going to pull up the Bill Murray Star Wars. You know what I'm talking about? (laughs) I do. I do. It's funny that you say that. It's like you're reading my playlist, Steve, because guess what's next? Is it that? Bill Murray, welcome to the podcast. All right, there you go. If you guys didn't know that there were words to that song, you do now. You're welcome. The greatest mind of our time, Bill Murray. Oh, God. Just quick aside, tell me how happy you were, even if you're not a Cubs fan, to see how ecstatic Bill Murray was that the Cubs won the World Series. That's the only good thing that came out of it. Yeah, was just him just like just beside himself with, with glee as his team finally managed to win a World Series. Um, hey, 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 let me hey, tell you If Bill Murray's happy, I'm World happy. Series, that's what fucked the election up. <laughs> if the Cubs hadn't won the goddamn World the, Series. The, the, I'm telling you, whatever it is that happened, you know, it's like axis shifted, whatever the fuck. Cubs won. It's like, oh. To quote Bill Murray, dogs and cats living together. <laughs> Mass hysteria. It always comes back to Bill Murray. It does always come back to Bill Murray. But if I'm right and we can stop this thing, Lenny, you will have <laughs> saved the lives of millions of registered voters. This man has no dick. Yeah, we have a drop for that, too. Um, I, <laughs> what, what excites me about this, and, and I don't know if you guys have heard the news, okay, but they've announced that not only are we going to see Rogue One, we're also going to see a throwback movie where we get to see a Han Solo solo shot. So, the solo, yeah, solo, heard yeah. about that. Um, but also, too, they announced that Donald Glover is going to play young yes, Lando Calrissian. Yes. <laughs> yes, I saw that. Awesome. Well, what have we right here? <laughs> <laughs> when I'm traveling through this galaxy and I need to slow down, I drink a nice Colt 45. I knew that was coming up as soon as he said Lando Calrissian. <laughs> hey, hey, have I ever shown you guys? Uh, we used to do these um, Super 8 films back in the day. Yep. There was one called The Empire Cracks Back. If uh, and I play Lando Calrissian, I'm oh, gonna shit. send you a link because oh, my shit. buddy put it up on YouTube <laughs> not long ago. If you want to see what Yuli looked like at 17, I'm gonna send you a link to this. It's it's only about six seven minutes long, but it's it's a good fun uh, thing I, since excited. you like Star Wars. I'm gonna I make sure. I'm excited about this. I'm excited about this. So Rogue One, we're all we're all super stoked about this. Let's because um, we only got a couple more minutes here, and then we'll go ahead and wrap things up. Um, I wanted to talk about. Um, episode eight. Let, let's talk about episode eight here because there's not much that we know about episode eight yet at all. It's annoying. It's got Luke. Luke's going to be in it and yes. Kylo Ren's Well, and be Han, in it. obviously, right? Yeah. <laughs> Up too soon. <laughs> I didn't see seven, by the way, so don't tell me what happens. <laughs> nothing. Nothing. Her at head all is in the box. <laughs> What's in the box? <laughs> <No>! <laughs> Fucking dropping. Sexy, sexy references. Or like what, that episode of uh, Family Guy where Don he... has got the upper hand. <laughs> that episode of Family Guy where he overdubs uh, uh, Citizen Kane and he goes, it was his sled. It's three hours of no boobs and it turns out to be his fucking sled. Oh, <laughs> uh, man. I Okay. okay. There's well, no... I'll, I'll bite. I mean, I'm yeah. looking forward to uh, Luke explaining some shit because, yeah. you know, he didn't reconstitute that unless they go down like in the bowels of the planet and he's got like a freaking Jedi training academy down there which would be really cool yeah and also Leia I mean he did that big show of you have the same power I do in time you'll learn to use it as I have she never studied the force she never learned 
to use her power. That was a fucking waste. And then you're telling me that after this one little setback of his nephew turning to the dark side, he just gives up. It's like, nah, I, that that's, you know, he was supposed, he had the obligation as the last Jedi to reconstitute the Jedi order. All I can say is Mary Sue better go down in the bowels of the planet with this dude. <laughs> and he's got like secret Jedi training Academy down there with like a 2000 dudes with lightsabers. Well, well said. Um, I have to pause the show for a second because I have to troll uh, Mr. Steve Monick. Oh shit. Steve, um, would you like to, uh, just hazard a guess at what the score of the uh, of the Washington Capitals uh, Pittsburgh Penguins game is right now. Nope. That would be three nothing caps in the first period, sir. Oh, oh yeah. I, you guys feel like losing like in an embarrassing fashion. Not like, <laughs> you don't want to have a you don't want to have a close game. You want to have an epic collapse later in the game. I understand. Hey, I mean, hey, that's what DC does. We collapse in epic fashion. Thank you. <laughs> Nobody collapses like a Washington DC sports franchise. You hear me, Monica? Nobody. Nobody. Uh, excuse me. I'm from San Diego. <laughs> Fair enough. The Chargers are like allergic to winning. <laughs> um, they'll they'll tease us. They'll tease us for long periods and even get into the postseason, and then they're just like, "Ha ha, just kidding, fuck off." Yeah, pa- Padres too. Yeah, we're gonna move to Los Angeles eh, if you don't build us a new stadium. And everybody in San Diego is like, "Wait, what did he say, bro? I need let's go get a burrito and let's go down by the ocean." Like they just don't care. <laughs> um, what do oh, you what man. do you guys? Uh, well, gave us, legal. That could have been part of the show. <laughs> Yuli, you gave us a great explanation of what you want to see in Episode 8. Steve, what do you want to see in Episode 8? I, I don't remember this explanation I gave. What, what are you referencing? So Yuli said in Episode 8 he wants to like have Luke grab um, Mary Sue Ray and take her down to the bowels of the planet and be like, check out my Jedi Enclave that I have. This army of badass motherfuckers is going to kill people. And I'm hoping that we find out that Samuel L. Jackson has been alive this whole time, that Mace Windu <laughs> never died, and that it's been Mace Windu and Luke Skywalker like rebuilding the Jedi Order. And he just goes, And that Mace Windu Ray. has actually Snoke this whole time. <laughs> um, no, no, not the Snoke part. But other than that, I'm completely yeah. on board with this more than anything else. That would be great if he's just like, motherfucking yeah. Ray, showing up. I only <laughs> I only bring that Snoke thing up because that is a yeah. theory. I mean, basically, there isn't a character out there that isn't A, Ray's parents, or B, Snoke yeah. um, in the entire Star Wars Pantheon, yeah. but yeah, one was Mace Windu, and that's why he's all like fucked up because he got lightning off a building. Yeah, I've heard that one too. And he turned and he and he turned to the dark side because kind of dovetailing off that other fan theory we had, where the entire time Mace Windu thought he was the chosen one, yeah, and why he's such a dick to Anakin the whole time, yeah. Um, and so he just kind of like goes off and is all pissy, and he's like, "I'm still a chosen one," and that and he just becomes Snoke. It's not bad, but I don't which think would that's mean the case. which would be why he would want. Skywalker dead why he wants Luke dead he wants the whole Skywalker line just crushed annihilated yeah which and, and, and he's gonna use the yeah. Skywalker against the Skywalker and then well just, I mean it's a then, solo but yeah. you know and then kill him in the end which is what yep. um which is what Han uh warned him of before Han got shish kebobbed and thrown into that pit because there's always a giant endless pit somewhere in some Star Wars movie yeah, and you're right we don't know a lot about eight and what's gonna happen and everything yeah. but what we do know is that and it was announced a couple weeks ago. I think yeah. someone was tweeting. I don't know. But we will find out who's Ray, Ray's parents are and everything in eight. They're not going to hold that out till nine. So the Ooh. speculation's going to end by the time the movie's out. Well, that's good. Okay. Um, 
let's talk about, I mean, so what do you, I mean, what do you really want to see from this though? Like what, what is something that if you saw it, you would be like, fuck yeah, I can leave happy now. I more, see, more scenes on Kashyyyk. Like the entire <laughs> thing on Kashyyyk. Um, like just everyone sunbathing on Kashyyyk. Yeah. Uh, I want, <laughs> I want Luke to live through it. Like, yeah. I don't want this to be a, well, every episode we're going to kill off one person from the original trilogy. I can see that. Yeah. Like I, and at the same time, I don't necessarily want more original trilogy people shoehorned in. Yeah. Like I don't necessarily need to see Lando. You know what I mean? Like I love Billy D. Williams. I love Lando's character, but at this point, like they would just be putting him in just to put him in. Yeah. I, you know, and then we're like, everyone's like, Oh, is that Ray's dad or uh, Finn's dad? Like, I don't, cause there's only two black guys shit. in the whole galaxy. Right. Yeah, there was like there was like Lando, Lando's one guard. Um, I don't know. That's probably about it. There was the Charger's voice. Yeah, there was the one black guy that was <laughs> flying the X-wing in Return of the Jedi that died. Yeah, like, and he exploded. So we know he's not Finn's dad. <laughs> well, he might have been. I don't. Uh, you know. <laughs> um. So I don't. I, those yeah. are the things. I mean, and it's not yeah. even so much plot-related stuff. Is just like uh, kind of behind-the-scenes stuff. Is I just. Yeah. I agree with you on on most of it mike that yep. the amount of referencing and everything it wasn't so much that it took me out of the movie in the yep. first one yeah but i feel if that trend continues in eight and nine it's going to be over the top i don't need to see more of the stuff like you you've done a great job of, of a handoff yeah of here's enough of the original trilogy and yeah. enough of the new one where it's like 50 50 You've handed it off to the new stuff. Now all new stuff from here. Yeah, yeah. And I, no, I more, and no I, super weapons. I don't need a yeah. fucking super ultra mega Death Star this time. Like yeah. let's let's keep it realistic and use like ships. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and you you've hit on something because one of the things that was great about Empire Strikes Back is it was so very different from yeah. Star Wars. Yeah. And that was one of the things that I thought that they missed out on with Return of the Jedi. I mean, all of a sudden, we're back on Tatooine, and it's like, uh, I've seen this stuff before. I mean, you know, Dagobah and Hoth, that stuff, you know, the Empire, in fact, a buddy of mine at the time saw it in advance release, and he, he called me up after he'd seen it, and he said, Yuli, the Empire strikes back pretty fucking hard, man, you know? So we hadn't seen any, <laughs> you know? Because the Empire looked like wussies, in the first one and in the second one, you know, they really, oh, wow. Yeah. This is the freaking galactic empire that's held the universe in terror for like low these decades and stuff. So, um, no, I, I'm with you guys. I think that they, they, I, what I see is them definitely doing a handoff to the new cast members. Um, hopefully they won't kill anybody else. I mean, yeah. I think that, uh, Harrison Ford was interested in not doing anymore. I don't think that's the case with uh, either Mark Hamill or Carrie Fisher. I think they're willing to accept lesser roles just so long as they keep getting paid to come back yeah. in more movies. I mean, so, you know, and Harrison, don't have to kill them off. Harrison Ford <laughs> is not just Han Solo. Harrison Ford is Indiana Jones. Harrison Ford is Decker from Blade Runner. Um, Mark Hamill, other than his voice work as the Joker, I mean, he was in Guyver, but fuck that. I mean, he is Luke Skywalker. <laughs> Yeah, he he has his career has not been as successful yeah. as Harrison Ford's has been. Yeah, I mean, and Carrie Fisher is is Princess Leia, and I I could see them. I agree with you. I could see them doing this. And I, part of me, like the little kid, that like seven year old Mike Lunsford, is screaming as loud as uh, as he possibly can at what Steve just said. Please don't kill Luke Skywalker. 
Luke Skywalker was my man when I was a kid, and like he Thank was. Thank you. Thank you. He yes. was my favorite character too. Yeah. I mean, I was. I had truth be told, I wasn't ever really crazy about Han Solo. Yeah. But it was it was Luke's connection to the Jedi. Yeah. You know the fact that his dad was. You know he had a destiny. Yeah. That was that was huge to me. Yeah. I just like. There's there's this great video, and if you guys get a chance, go online and watch it. It's on YouTube, and it, what it is is it's this guy who's about our about my age, like mid thirties, and he has a kid who's probably like like five or six, about the same age as my son, and he's watching the trilogy with his son and he shows like it's about five minutes of each episode episode one or episode four episode five and episode six right and he shows the scene where um well the first scene that he shows that was awesome was he shows vader revealing that he's luke's father and the kid the look on the kid's face he's like wait what that's not just a robot what (laughs) is is just awesome like that's that's even though it's a dude in there yeah he's like there's what like he's just blown away by it right but then in return of the jedi when the Emperor is shocking the shit out of Luke, and Luke's laying there just, like, writhing in pain, like, begging Vader to help him, the kid starts crying because Luke is his favorite character. And he's, like, bawling his eyes out, and he's like, Dad, is Luke going to die? And the dad was like, I wanted him to just watch the movie, but I couldn't. I had to tell him. He's like, no, Luke's going to be okay. Watch what Darth Vader does. And Darth Vader saves him, and the kid starts, like, wiping his tears and smiling, and he's like, Vader saved him. His daddy loves him. It is the... It tugs at the heartstrings like nothing I've ever seen before. It's incredible, but like, that's that's what that's why I don't want Luke gone, is my own selfish reasons. Like, I also agree though. I don't want to see him off just for the sake of let's off all the old school characters. I want Luke to come in there. I kind of was hoping the original plot that I thought was going to happen in um, Force Awakens. I thought it was going to be um, Finn was. I didn't. I didn't think Ray was going to be a Jedi at all. I that that kind of caught me off guard. I thought it was going to be Finn, which was awesome. A black Jedi? Hell yeah. Um, and Finn was going to be fighting Kylo Ren, and he was going to get his ass handed to him, and he's going to lose, like, an arm, or he was going to get fucked up. And then out of nowhere, Luke was going to show up, and Luke was going to fuck Kylo Ren up. That's what I thought was going to happen. And I kind of hoped that was going to happen, too. And it never Using did. all kinds of, like, wicked force powers we'd never seen before yeah. and stuff. And, like, Kylo Ren's, like, just losing his mind and, like, screaming and yelling and, like, slashing at him, and Luke's just, like, yawning as he, like fights him off with his saber and like pushes him and he's like get the fuck out of my face you know like and then he's like he's like Finn I'm gonna get you a new arm check this out this one's a robot arm I'm, I'm gonna get you one like this bro and then I'm gonna train you how to use the force and we're gonna go fuck Kylo Ren up like and that that's what I thought was gonna happen now I'm hoping that like Luke is just shows how badass he is and that he's not like a shell of his former self and he's just so broken by Kylo Ren turning to the dark side um that he's, yeah, I mean, like kind of like Obi-Wan was. Obi-Wan was, you, you know, your power is a weak old man. Um, I hope he's not like that. I really hope we get to see him really kick some ass in this movie. Um, all, all other things, though, I'm okay with. I'm okay with a big reveal of finding out that, like, apparently Rey is like um, Fry from Futurama. She's actually her own mother. Um, or some shit like that because of time travel. Um, I don't care about that. I just want to see Luke Skywalker be a badass one more time. And, like, even if he dies in this one, I don't want him to, but I'm willing to accept it if it's handled properly and he's got them, he's got um, Ray. And is this selfish? I kind of want Finn to show that he's got some force abilities. And I want Finn to be like, give me a lightsaber, motherfucker. I'm going to fight too. Like, I'm. I'd be all right with that. Yeah. And then you I have. I would actually, yeah. you know what I'd actually be okay with is if they, if in this one it appears that Luke dies, but he actually comes back in nine. Like, and they. They, like he wasn't killed or whatever 
I'd be okay with that because then everyone would be all pissed off about it and then they fucking bring it back. Yeah. I don't know. I'm, I'm sure other people would hate that, but I don't know. I'd be all right with it. Yeah. E- even if he dies, like physically, he's going to be like, you know, glowing guy. Force guest. Yep. Yeah. yeah. You know, I mean, now I would prefer not to have that, but because uh, I think Luke Skywalker still has a role to play. I do too. Um, I, I will tell you what fucked my head up, and this was uh, when um, Force Awakens came out. Uh, I realized that uh, Mark Hamill was the same age that Sir Alec Guinness was yeah. in 77 wow. when like, the original came out. Are you serious? I'm like, oh my god. That's crazy. I didn't know I'm that. I'm old. <laughs> I, think out of, I think out of the two of them, though, I'm, I think it's pretty safe to say Mark Hamill wants to be there a hell of a lot more than Alec Guinness wanted to be there. Yeah, Alec Guinness was like, yeah, what? I, yeah. He was so like, like, phoning points. that shit in. Yeah. He got points, and yeah. he was very happy. <laughs> That movie did a lot better than anybody connected with it thought. And, yeah. you know, the yeah. studio damn near pulled the plug on it several times. Kevin, what do you want to see from Episode 8? Uh, aside from having it be on Kashyyyk most of the time. I mean, and, and then everything that you said. And, uh, yeah, uh, honestly, I don't really um, – my my desires aren't that huge. You know, I want to see – uh, the exploration of uh, of Ray. I want to get some some reveal with. Um, yeah, you do. With Luke, <laughs> I want to get some reveal with the old man Luke. <laughs> um, and, and and yeah, you know, should that mean that uh, you know, plot twist? Oh, here's you know, here's uh, old man Sam Jackson rolling in. I would love that. Yeah. Um, that would that I would lose my mind over that. Um, but uh, you know, I don't expect that happen to to happen. Um, but you know, maybe you know, maybe there are more Jedi. You know, maybe that's why he's been there the entire time. I would, I would, I would really rather that that he was there training training Jedi rather than just uh, being a monk. Just moping. Um, you. you know, just being a. Tell me, you guys. Otherwise, what the fuck? Come on, dude, don't be an asshole. Tell me, you guys have seen that Twitter handle, uh, uh, emo Luke. Where it's basically oh, yeah. like that Luke Skywalker just being sad and depressed on that planet by himself, like <laughs> like listening like listening to Eric Carmen's all by myself, like shit like that. <laughs> oh man. Um, Let me ask you guys because yeah. after right after I saw Seven, I watched it with my mom and brother, and then we went out to Eaton Park because we're from Pittsburgh, yeah, um, and Park. ate food and talked about it. And during the conversation, we started speculating about Eight, and we were talking about. I brought up the idea of like, well, what if actually Kylo isn't the main bad guy and they don't do a Vader where they do his redemption in a three part arc, but they bring him onto the good side in the second part in episode eight. And then they have to kind of team up against Snoke. Would you guys be on board with, with Kylo being on the good side, like early on? I would, I would be okay with that. I think it would be interesting, but you want to know what's, what, what's kind of a neat twist that somebody was pointing out to me. Isn't that fight between Kylo Ren and Rey on um, Starkiller Base? Like, if you look at her face and you see how viciously she's fighting, you can tell that there's a little bit of, of anger, a little bit of dark side in that. And if you read the script, there's actually, like, you, she hears a voice saying, do it, finish him, like the fucking Emperor. So I'm wondering maybe. if maybe we're going to see a role switch and she's going to go dark and he's going to be redeemed and he's going to end up having to defeat her. That'd be fucked up. It would that be would be up. very interesting. Yeah, I would be all for that. So um, I'm telling you right now, 
Um, what's the name of the director for this one? Is it Ryan Ryan Edwards? Don't know. Um, either way, if okay. if this is what happens in the movie, Ryan, um, you motherfucker, you stole it from me. Someone come after you if you stole my <laughs> idea. Um, Mike yeah. says after principal photography has already finished. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, either way, though, I, it's just it's such a cool time that we're having this. But not only that, um, I mentioned too. This is why it's such a cool time. There's there's a lot of bad shit that's going on in the world right now, and and this is part of the reason why I'm so excited about Star Wars. Is it's kind of an escape, and to tie this in with um, Star Trek because we talked about Star Trek before and how J.J. Abrams almost fucked it up um, because he loves Star Wars so much. He was like, oh, I'm leaving Star Trek. See ya, bye. Um, I finally got to see Star Trek Beyond, and I really really enjoyed it. And it's a time now where it's all things that were old or new again. Star Trek was great when I was a kid because you had the, the original movies. You had Star Trek 2 and Star Trek 3 and, and 4 and 5 kind of sucked. But it's okay because 6 was awesome. And then you had all the Star Wars movies and those were awesome. So like all of these things are coming back and they're badass again. And it's, it's very exciting for me as a, a science fiction nerd um, to, the, to the utmost when it comes to those two movies specifically. And like I know... There's a, there's a lot of good shit yeah. like that that's escapist right now. I mean, if you like fantasy... You got fucking Game of Thrones that's yeah. kicking ass right now. If you like sci-fi, you got all the stuff you mentioned. Yeah. I mean, frankly, if, you, if you're if you a sports nerd like us, there's new stories to talk about every fucking day. So, yeah. I mean, the, yeah, the whatever world, your escapist uh, yeah. poison of pleasure is, you got plenty of it right now. The World Series was the goddamn Indians and the Cubs, like the two most unlikely teams to ever be in the World Series. And Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you said unlikable teams, and I almost agreed with you. <laughs> Oh, come on. The level, uh, uh, just because you're from Pittsburgh, that's why you don't like the Cubs, okay? But they, they are easily... <laughs> Nor the Indians. I mean, that's yeah. yeah. I'm, well, I'm no, not going to hide my bias. Nobody likes Cleveland, okay? Let's all be honest here. But, like, hey, it was The just, Red Sox aren't particularly likable either. Yeah. Oh, okay, Mr. Yeah, Yankee. Yeah, fuck them too. Okay, Mr. Yankees fan, all right? Like, <laughs> either way, though, like, it, it's such an awesome time for anything. If you're a comic book fan, shit, there's comic book movies coming out every couple of months. There's a comic book TV series on Netflix. You can spend days upon days upon days watching Daredevil and Luke Cage and Jessica Jones and all of the cartoon series that are on Netflix as well. Like it's just such an awesome time to be a nerd. It really is. Yeah, like It's a golden age. Yeah. It's a golden I grew up not giving a shit about Doctor Strange and saw that movie and was like yeah. Pretty damn impressed. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't. I, I. Doctor Strange was just there for me. But like the movie, he was he was interesting. It was the first time that I've actually liked Benedict Cumberbatch. Normally, he just kind of pisses me off. But like he just seems so British and like smug all the time. And you're just like, <laughs> which was perfect for Doctor Strange. Like yeah. you like that's you needed him to be the asshole. Yeah. And then he, strange. And then he fucked up Khan. And I'm like, man, like and, and as I said on your show once, Yuli, that like Whitey McWhiterson. Like, you choose the whitest dude on the face of the planet to choose Khan, like the Indian guy. Like, but big ups to Benedict Cumberbatch because you're a badass actor, dude. Because per Kevin Goswan's request, he was like, you need to go back and watch some of uh, his Sherlock. And I did, and I'm I'm damn impressed. Oh, did you? Yes, I did. Yes. I was very impressed. So good. So, so again, begrudgingly, Benedict Cumberbatch, I have to give you... Round of applause. Yes, well done, sir. He's, well a, done. he's a great actor. Hey, he just really to is. give Doctor Strange some props. Yeah. I understand why you guys, uh, being your age, you, you didn't get it with Doctor Strange. Um, his own book had kind of gone in fits and starts, but uh, when I was coming up, 
he was regularly featured in the Defenders. Yeah. And some of that stuff was really, really good. Him and Submariner and Hulk, and then Subby and Hulk gave way to uh, Valkyrie and Nighthawk and Dollar Bill was running around with them. Luke Cage was in there for a minute. Um, you know, it was, uh, it was it was a great time. Steve Gerber was writing that book for a while. I mean, it was just, there was some really great stuff. And so um, aside from the few issues of Doctor Strange that I got, I got to know the uh, Sorcerer Supreme, Master of the Mystic Arts in the pages of the Defenders. And that was really some good stuff. In fact, some of the best crossover stuff, Avengers, Defenders crossovers, uh, where they were trying to get the evil eye, and I mean, really, really great stuff. I mean, from the uh, early mid seventies. Well, I think that this is a perfect way to kind of wrap everything up, guys. Um, we, we've talked, we talked so much Star Wars that we started talking about other stuff, and it's it, it's come full circle. Um, and I'm also playing the weekend, which is like our new closing music here. So, um, I want to give a big thanks to Ulysses Campbell for coming on the show. Uh, you can check out Ulysses on his regularly scheduled TV show that's on the internet. It's on Fantastic Forum, which is fantasticforum.tv, correct? That is correct. Okay. And we're on on a number of different uh, channels in New York and in Baltimore and in Washington, D.C. and uh, in Philadelphia and a bunch of other places where you can find us on uh, various cable networks. And all that stuff is on the uh, fantasticforum.tv website. We also have a radio show that's oh, out of Arlington on WERA 96.7 FM uh, that airs every Saturday from 4 to 5. And you can uh, listen to that if you're in Arlington or stream it via the website at www.wera.fm. All right. Again, Yuli, thank you so much for coming on the show. Uh, let me go to the guy who's been kind of quiet tonight, Mr. Kevin Goswan. Why don't you tell him about this thing that we do, this website that we work on? Uh, what's it called again? I can't even remember. Um, it's kind of this thing we do once in a while. Uh, it's it's comicsonline.com. This is uh, when, I, when I say season 17, I mean we've been doing comicsonline.com for 17 years, and uh, we've only been podcasting for about eight, eight and a half, which which only, hell, that's, that's kind of a long time, really. Um, you know, you'll see us on, uh, you'll see us at, at all the big events, that is to say, uh, comic cons and, and other pop culture conventions around the country and, and sometimes around the world. Not so much this year. Uh, our, we've, we've lost our Australian contingent, but we'll, we'll be getting them back. Uh, they've, they've had life. They've had life. They've had kids. Stuff like that. Um, but uh, we've, uh, we've got a lot of stuff, in, including... Um, hey, we're, we're coming along to the end of the year, and longtime listeners and, and, and viewers and readers will know what that means. It's the, the Comics Online Year in Review. Our, uh, uh, the, the best of 2016 will be coming up really soon, and uh, I know that a lot of you are, are into that. And uh, if you would like us to, uh, to, to talk about your particular best of 2016 in the realm of geek pop culture, whether that be television and movies or events or, or anything at all, uh, just, just let us know. You can always get us, uh, you know, right here where you've got this podcast, or you can uh, always email podcast at comicsonline.com. You can also hit us up on Facebook, which is also Comics Online. That is one word. Uh, we're on Twitter. Uh, there's also a Comics Online Pirate Radio Facebook as well. Uh, that is our network. That's all the shows that we have, which is Endless Sandwich, which is The Time Lards, which is 
uh, Less Than Three, our relationship show, uh, this show as well. It's all on there. It's totally great. But more importantly, John St. John, what is it? For everything geek pop culture, this is Comics Online, baby. You're goddamn right. Um, yeah, it is. <laughs> Where's he been all night? I mean, is that all he's got to say? Oh, no, he's he's napping between – I just kind of poke him when he's when I need him to say something, and he gets up and gotcha. he says it. And then he goes back to sleep. It takes a lot of energy yeah. to have a voice that it ballsy. Just, just bone-shattering voice, yeah. Um, so thank you again, Kevin, for coming on the show. Uh, Steve Monick, I know you don't have a whole lot of projects, but uh, – Nope, we- you're, you're listening to it. <laughs> You can check out all of uh, the stuff that Steve and I have done uh, on the Comics Online Pirate Radio stream, which is wherever you get um, your podcast. You can go to iTunes. You can go to Stitcher. You can go to Podcast Addict. It doesn't matter. Just look up Comics Online Pirate Radio. Again, Comics Online is one word. Pirate is one word. Radio is another. Look us up. You'll see all the stuff that we've done. Uh, we've also got a sports show that we're working on. Uh, we'll do some more episodes of that soon. Um, but I think this pretty much covers everything that we've got here. My name is Mike Lunsford. And for everything geek pop culture, this is Comics Online Pirate Radio. Bitches. Bitches. (laughs) May the force be with you, bitches. (laughs) 